to be a 390 millionaire podcast uh as always i'm your host uh patrick got a got a tough win last week against uh our, our, our swedish boy um so i'm in a great mood uh my other co-hosts are, are joining me uh gertie and mike how are you gentlemen i got uh slammed by uh andre's team not our host but um or sorry not our guest but our spoiler alert old old guest patrick says team he beat me by a whopping 50 and wasn't even close so 50 you know, burger 50 burger mike how you doing you think a 50 burger is bad i got dropped a 60 burger i fucking hate neville's team like literally every time I looked at my phone and I scored a touchdown, Neville's team would score a goddamn touchdown. It could be like Joe Schmo off the practice squad in Neville's lineup, and he would just score touchdowns. It's so frustrating. Yeah, his team's definitely been electric this year. On. Uh, so as as Gertie alluded to, listeners, we have um, a very very special guest today. Uh, you will know him from such projects as. Uh, the commissioner of this league, as well as the individual named last week uh, for being in favor of the Washington football team's former name, uh, Andre. <laughs> okay. Um, that, was, uh, that, was, that was strange. That was psychotic to laugh like that, but um, Andre, it's uh, it's great to have you here. Um, it really puts you, you in doing? the mind of someone that hasn't given an IR spot to the league when that's, that's their introduction. Mm-hmm. Shots fired, Andre. What do you say to that? <sighs> that about sums it up. I okay. Guess. Yeah. 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 Oh, fuck okay. indeed. <laughs> um, okay. Quite peculiar. We usually get a little bit more uh, give and take with our yeah. guests there, but uh, uh, yeah. Here we are back in the uh, back in the studio, um, and when I say studio, I mean uh, the basement of the new house that I'm renting, oh. uh, or the the room uh, in the in the house that I'm renting. Yeah. Okay. Is that a callback to last episode where you told everyone you were in Calgary? It may be. I have uh, I have traversed this great country of ours, and uh, I've seen many things. Some things I wish to see again, and some I don't. Uh, truly, the, the, this is a land of many different beauties and uglies. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a massive moose, I'm just assuming. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely a huge moose. Um, okay, so I think we're going to jump into the recap from last week. Uh, does anybody have anything that they want to say before we do that? I mean, Andre, we, we've been talking about having you on the podcast for a little while now. How does it feel to finally be here? It's 
String is important, people. Not exactly sure why, but. I don't this get is, it. I'm going to be honest. Is, yeah, yeah I, I don't understand. <laughs> not, not, not really following along with the energy you're bringing today, Andre, but um, you do you, man. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for wow. coming, man. This is, why are you laughing again? I don't get it. What is so funny? Um, what a this is like this is like this is on pace for being worse than Neville's, and that was such a a low low bar. I'm I'm just already getting the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, oh, much I'm... like Nolan's latest dance video, this was just disgusting. Like that reaction was yeah. just awful. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, side note: but, uh, How do we feel about Nolan's videos so far this season? Hilarious. Um, some have been good. His last one directed at me was a little bit forward. I mean, I watched it, <laughs> and I wish I never did. Um, you you uh, interpreted in fact, that it was as forward a... and backward. I, I believe there was both angles there. Um, true. Well, true, true. Much like his fantasy you, you, team, he took one step forward and then two steps backwards. <laughs> he was just trying to be helpful. Just... He heard about uh, Pat's investigation and also all of the talk last week, which we won't bring up because I wouldn't like to edit for ten hours. Yeah, that's under no, NDA. Very Michael. true. That's very under true. NDA. That's uh, uh, for the for the very, viewers very... out there. There's a there's a missing link, and uh, we don't talk about that. Much like Andre's fun. use of uh, Fab Budget, we just don't talk about it. One hundred feet till we release. Just, uh, just a fun, a fun episode last week. Uh, pulling the curtains back a little bit, um, we had a new uh, method of delivering the episode. Uh, I don't think it was met to popular <laughs> opinion. Uh, so no. hopefully, we'll get back on track with with this week's episode, mm-hmm. um, which we're excited to bring you at least three, three or four people on the podcast uh, today. Are. I can't. I don't want to speak for our guest. Yeah, yeah. So ho- well, hopefully we can get Jimmy to edit this episode. He was uh, he was on a bit of a labor strike last weekend because we've been putting working him too hard. Fucking Jimmy. Fucking Jimmy. Fucking Jimmy. Um, so with that, let's jump back. Uh, let's do a quick recap of last week. Uh, my matchup against the lifeless fish uh, was the highest total score. Um, of all the games, uh, Lifeless Fish sh- showed a lot of life, posting um, a 129.66 fantasy score. But I took him down with the combined F, Tyler Murray and Justin Herbert. Uh, this is the part of the uh, the podcast where I say, Tori trading for Justin Herbert. He's the real deal, everybody. You got to deal with it now. Mm-hmm. He's on my team, and my team is fierce. Your quarterbacks um, were insane last week. Like Murray insane. Uh, like almost Fuck both me. both finished with 38 points. Herbert had 38.6. Uh Kyler was like 38.10. Like my quarterbacks, when they're when they go off, they go off. And it's a great place to be, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Um our our next matchup was uh my can't uh versus uh beats by deandre our guest uh today uh lost uh to my can't 112.82 to 82.8 andre i'm a little scared to ask but uh how do you feel about that we have no motor right now (laughs) yeah it seems like you're handling it well um yeah the laughing once again is just it's it's off-putting i'll be frank um 
very, very strange. But uh, yeah, let's just move on. Uh, Dark Knight Rises uh, lay, drops an absolute hammer on uh, From Russia with Chubb, who just appear now to be putting up scores of uh, depressed numbers. Um, there is there's clearly something going on with the mentality of our newest member in 390. Um, barely managing to put up half of uh, Dark Knight Rises score. Uh, somebody throw in the towel. This man... Uh, needs to go to the hospital, something. Uh, there is not a lot of light going on with this man's team. I no. still love that it's from Russia with Chubb and not from <laughs> Russia with Chubb. I, I love that Jake Fromm is still managed to be a part of his team. Maybe that's um, the problem. Yeah, I, think... I think it is. That's, that's my whole point. <laughs> Spending too much time on his fantasy names rather than his <laughs> fantasy teams. That's a fair... That... That's a fair uh, issue to point out. Um, mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Cooking in the Woods drops uh, an absolute bomb on the token Blackman. Um, Cooking in the Woods still rolling along even after their defeat by uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises, I believe, got the win against them. Um, but they're, they're, they're chugging along. So seems like there's certainly uh, an elite tier of teams um, coming together in the league. Uh, and and cooking in the woods is leading the pack with that one. Um, you hate to see it, Mike. You already said you, you already said your piece, so we'll move on to our second last match. A recap: uh, Flacaroni and Cheese uh, takes over Herple Cheese Durples. Uh, these are two homeboys from Kemphill going at it. Herple Cheese Durple, like they've been doing all season, struggling to get wins. Uh, Flacaroni and Cheese kind of being opportunistic with their opponents. 109 would have lost to a, a plethora of different teams this week, uh, but fortunately the schedule schedule gods um, showing their favor on Flacaroni and giving them the win with a pretty me- middle-of-the-pack score. Uh, and then our last matchup, Gertie, uh, you fell to Andre's team, uh, of a by a score of 134.88 to 82.06 uh you're at three and four you're certainly still in the uh <laughs> playoff contention andre why are you laughing it's not your team <laughs> guy's so senile he's confused which teams are his i don't like it i i i, I hate it's... to do this on air but can are we allowed to remove guests mid-show because i'm almost I honestly there. i honestly it's it's oh fuck it's frustrating because for so long he refused to come on despite the fact that he's our commissioner. And then he finally comes on and he disrespects not only the host, but the whole community for bringing him on in the first place. The league itself, it, he's he's just taking a giant audible shit on 390. Aren't you, Andre? Okay. Okay, honestly, fuck I'm, this. Is, this is just getting absurd. This, I'm done with. This is, Gertie, this we're is almost as smug as Neville. Just... Almost, which <laughs> was like almost catastrophic levels of smugness. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gertie, three and four, still in the playoff matchup. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's it's nice to still be in in the race, given all that we've um, the team has been through with uh, some major losses. But uh, you know, it's going to be uphill road. Um, no, I made a trade to hopefully bring some more balance to the force, and so far I, I've been in the win column since. So 
uh, you know, I'm glad to still be in the race and, uh, you know, hope that I can squeak out a playoff spot. And, you know, once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're, uh, we are a little bit focused on, on playoffs, um, this week, uh, and, and moving forward as, uh, as I did mention, we're week eight, uh, playoffs start in week 14. That, so that means we only have seven matches left six. I'm, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, no, am I doing that right? No. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, six, six plus eight carry the two um six matchups left uh some teams uh have almost certainly solidified themselves as being in the playoffs some other teams um have sort of knocked themselves out uh and, and the rest of the pack is is basically all fighting for the scraps of um positions i'll say thir- three to six um, so it's going to be a dogfight till the end for sure. Um, so it, it, every week moving forward, extremely important. Uh, and with that, I think that's a nice segue into our waiver wire analysis for this week. Gertie, what do you got? Yeah, it's been uh, a little bit of an action-packed uh, waiver wire this week. Uh, I, I'm really glad that we got Andre on the podcast because he was our biggest spender, Andre. Odell gets injured. You spend $35 on Higgins. How does it make you feel? How do I do it? Well, I got the string almost straight, guys. That's good. <laughs> did, did, did you... Okay. Did, did you not realize you were spending fab budget? Were you confused when you clicked the buttons? I don't understand uh, that. Like, what? what what's... This is, this is a very stressful podcast. I spent probably $19 too many um, of the $19 I spent on uh, Ben DiNucci. Um, yeah. But... But to be honest, I knew the second quarterback for this week, and owning Ben DiNucci feels like I'm at the head of, like, the table in any, like, Italian mob movie. I feel like people are coming to me now asking for favors, and I feel like DiNucci's the guy that, like, takes me to the next level. So. Well, I mean, (laughs) that's, uh, yeah. I feel sorry for you if that's, that's what you're going to rely on, but uh, teach their own. Well, did you know what? Rivers, Rivers I, I did not look because I was too ashamed. Um, Rivers already had his bye. Deshaun has his bye this week, so my quarterback will be on bye. No more byes left after this week, and so he's a fill-in. Um, I also picked up uh, Mike Glennon, the new starting quarterback in Jacksonville, for all those out there that need a QB. Um, did they name him the starter? Did I miss that? Well, Minshew's injured, so I uh, declared okay. him the starter. So what I will say on the Danucci, sorry, before you move on, I think it's better than Nick Foles for 100. I'll go on record and say that. Fair. Whoa. That's absolutely hot fair. Take. <laughs> Shut up, Andre. Fuck. We all know it's funny. That's It was a joke. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, um, senile fucking guy. Um, going back to going back to Andre, spent two dollars on Jalen Regor, who should be back in the lineup. Why fuck? Like, I what is wrong? I I don't understand what's going on. (laughs) This this is ridiculous. Um, my camp picks up uh, Dallas. Don't not to be confused with the defense. Um, D Dallas, DJ Dallas, um, Derek Dallas, whatever his friends like to call him, Dallas. Debbie, um, Debbie Dallas. Uh, <laughs> Debbie Dallas. Uh, for for nine dollars. So get some a potential starting running back there for the week while um 
Gus Edwards goes to Cooking in the Woods, so you know he's going to go off for about 28 points this oh, week. Oh, 100%. Fucking Cooking in the Woods. More smug than our fucking commissioner and his antics so far in this podcast. Um, Please don't kill me. Oh my god. I picked up the Tampa Bay defense for a dollar. Quite content with that. Great I was surprised they, they had been dropped. You know, it's after we had that amazing session on the value and impact defenses could have, uh, I was surprised to see them just sitting there. A couple other ones, you know, Pat Nightman, uh, loving the new name, by the way. Uh, yeah, that's a great uh, name. Scotty great Miller, name. Um, part of that new oh. crowded wide receiver room in Tampa Bay. Uh, Wayne Gallman goes to Flaccaroni, so trying to capitalize on that Devontae Freeman. Uh, Mike Gusecki, yeah. um, Ben DiNucci's cousin, uh, gets picked up by uh, <laughs> Mike. And uh, DKR thinks ahead. Picks up Alan Lazard and Nelson Aguilar. So Aguilar has been like the wide receiver one in Vegas, and Lazard is almost back from injury. So there's some good pickups. And uh, Nightman drops his biggest trade chip, uh, Ingram, uh, picks up uh, what everyone wants to flip Andre, the bird. Yeah, I'll what get are... I'll get into that. Why Ingram? There's a whole saga yeah, that occurred. Tell us. I mean, this is a way for a while. Well, I... so... It it the it, it may be more appropriate in our in our next segment, um, but yeah, there is there there is a a journey that we all went on. A few of us went on this week, so I'm very excited to it. tell that story. Can't okay. wait. A couple of well, comments. I mean, on go for it. Galman, or Galman. I don't want to say his name. Galman. Um, I texted Mike Hallwell. He picked him up two minutes after I picked up Jacecki. I blew this one. I watched the Giants game or parts of, yeah, last Thursday, and Gallman looked so good after he went in. And I was like, I need to keep my eye on him. And I just completely fucking forgot. I would have put the waiver claim in for Dylan. Even the next morning when I was picking the scraps up at 7.30, I picked Jacecki back up. And then I saw Mike picked up Gallman, and I was like, fuck. Because he looked good, and I think he's going to be a good fill-in. Even he might not give the job back yep. to Freeman, based on what I saw. Oh. So you had like two cracks at Goleman then, eh? Is yeah, I fucked up so hard. I just completely blanked on him. I think that's probably because it was a Thursday. Or maybe I just need to get an assistant like Ryan. I don't know. I just completely dropped the ball. So a little bit bitter about that, but good play by Mike. No doubt. Okay, Andre, much like uh, every week we typically talk about a, a movie and a franchise, um... This week, because you're acting so smug, I'm going to refer to you as Arjun Rudd from Lethal Weapon 2, the villain of said movie, uh, because there's just this level of smugness uh, in each of these responses that is frankly just demeaning to our to our future guests and previous guests that this is how you're reacting on this podcast. <laughs> Arjun Rudd. I, I, I had to go deep into into the Google smuggling movies and then Wikipedia to find this individual. <laughs> that's that's the level of disrespect I've been feeling so far. I mean, I uh, don't want to have to ban anyone from the show already, but uh, it's getting close. Yeah. So uh, in terms of the big winners this week, uh, I think Gallman's a great pickup. Um, you know, I think that Aguilar and Lazard could be great pickups for a team needing wide receivers. So very big possibility. Aguilar is boomer bust, but for spending zero dollars. Um, and it pains me that Gus Edwards is going to have value now because he went 
on the Cooking in the Woods team. So just some advice for all you out there. If you have other leagues, uh, maybe pick up Gus Edwards because you know that he has a horseshoe up his ass now because fucking Neville picked him up. Um, <laughs> Go check if he's available. Yeah, Neville probably picked it up in all of the leagues after trying to trade Gardner Minshew to you for uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, <laughs> so it's a callback to another fantasy football league. We're going real meta this week. That's uh, that's all I really have this week. I mean, I think uh, let's talk about the big bag. Thirty-five dollars for Rashard Higgins. Do you mm-hmm. think that's good money spent? Bad money spent? We know Odell Beckham's down. Is Higgins really going to be the guy now? Because people Jones looked like mm-hmm. he might be the guy. Well, I bid thirty-two, so I'm going to say it's good money spent. Um, but I was, I think he's going to be solid. He's even shown that with OBJ in the lineup the last couple of games. I think he's getting some looks, so I think he'll get more production and it which could be a pass-heavy offense. So their defense hasn't been good, so I'm expecting them to have to maybe air it out. Andre? Okay, just because you spent more than nope. Mike on the fab, it doesn't mean you have to laugh at him. It doesn't mean you have to laugh in his face. Like, <sighs> It's exactly what I was going to say. It, it's just like there seems to be like a, a deafness uh, to his just sort of people skills right now. Um, Andre? God. Ah! You don't need to swear, okay? I think the Higgins fab purchase was appropriate. Uh, Higgins has, has a history of, of working well uh, with Baker, and um, they are a run-first team, but um, I do think that it's the way that, that uh, Odell was playing this season, I don't think it's that much of a downgrade to Higgins. It actually may be an improvement um, the argument there's always the, the arguments floating out there of whether the Browns are better with OBJ out of the lineup because they don't need to force feed him the ball. I don't know if that's necessarily true, um, but I do I do think Higgins comes in and he's he's going to do a great job. So congratulations. My hands cold. <laughs> yeah, and also I feel like this is probably warranted. This is before I move on to the next segment. Given we have our guest, uh, a big Patriots fan on the podcast. Um, apparently, Stefan Gilmore has put his house up for sale in New England. Mm. Oh, did you? Okay, actually, this story is amazing. Um, do you know when the closing time or like the closing date? I do. Of November 3rd. <laughs> okay, do you know the time? Uh, I believe it is like 4.59. <laughs> or, or whenever the absolutely... trade deadline is. It's an hour after the trade deadline ends on November 3rd at 4 p.m. So his house closes at 5 p.m. Which I think is just spectacular. He, he, I think you've got to read the tea leaves here. Gilmore might be out of town. I've heard, um, I've heard the Packers are potentially in play. I've heard, uh, like tons of contenders. I I, I don't yep. know if the Seahawks was was the other team. The Packers were definitely one that I heard though. Yeah, I, I feel your pain there, Andre. That that's actually a, a reasonable response given you're a fan of this team, but and that's disappointing. Okay. Woo-hoo. Oh, he's not a robot. That's good to hear. Yeah, seriously. Honestly, at this point, it would be hard to believe otherwise. I was also um, going to get right. to check well, on him and see if he was having a stroke. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think this is we're done with the waiver wire here. This has been a very frustrating segment with very little input from our guest. 
but hopefully, you know, and as we go into the uh, trade section, we will uh, we will get some more good candor happening. Mike, what's happening on Rumors in the Street? Oh, I can feel your disdain, Gertie. Usually you've got a nice little segue built up, and you're just totally throwing off your game by Andre here. Sad to see, as your co-host, who we usually have such a well-flowing, happy show, and it's just degraded into a mess so far. Absolutely. And why laugh? Why laugh? So on the street, um, it's been a little quiet on the trade front. Um, I think I wrote that headline in print before the trade came in yesterday, but I would say overall it's been fairly quiet since my deal with Ryan, at least for me personally. But we did have a trade, guys. Uh, Curtis trade traded Rogers to the Dak Knight, which I hate because he's in my division, for T. Higgins, Cam Newton, and Jarek McKinnon. Andre, I'll throw it to you. How'd you feel about that deal? Oh, fuck. Yes, fuck is right. Nolan has Rodgers, but do you have anything else? My hand's cold. <laughs> okay. All right. Hello. What did you think of the trade Curtis pulled here? I uh, I also hate it uh, because I play Nolan this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it, like obviously the best player goes to to Nolan's team in, in Aaron Rodgers, and he's been playing lights out and especially with like Aaron Jones being injured if we don't know how much they're going to rely on the run this week um I think it's a great move for for the Dak Knight uh no issues there he he had um he obviously had the pieces to make it happen um T Higgins I think has been low-key like like fairly productive um I know I like we previously talked about uh his value for the the podcast today um and I think you guys were a little lower on him than I was, but I, I like I think that's he's definitely a piece um, in in the trade. Cam Newton, when he when he's on his game, he's like a game game changer for sure. Uh, but Patriots have been like really struggling, like almost to like New York Jets level struggling on offense. Um, so it's they, they, there's got to be some concern there. Um, and McKinnon. McKinnon is like a piece of the 49ers. He's he's definitely always involved, um, but he's not the guy there. So in terms of the value coming back for Curtis, I think if he had made this trade a little bit more or like floated Rodgers out there a little more publicly, right. um, he could have gotten something um, a little more um, juicy. But... Uh, it, once again, it's his team. If that's what he thinks can can get him a win here, then I think, yeah, I think that's that's the most important thing. Fair analysis. I think uh, I had some talks breakdown with Flacco. I did have talks breakdown with with Neville, um, and I met I messaged. I think it was Curtis or Suds, one of the two I was talking to. Curtis kind of ruined that market for me. Neville and I were talking quarterback. And then Neville found out what the price was for a top quarterback and kind of threw a wrench into potentially the talks that were going on. I didn't think they were really going to go anywhere, but it kind of just ended them, if you know what I mean. So thanks, Curtis, for completely ruining the trade market for me. Love it. Yeah, Gert- Curtis. Uh... Gertie, do you have any thoughts on uh, the Curtis Dak Knight deal? I mean, McKinnon is a good piece to have while Wilson and Coleman and stuff are injured, but Colvin is set to be coming back, I think, in a couple weeks, so that piece loses a little bit of value. I do like T. Higgins, and yeah, I mean, look, if Cam 
plays like we know he's capable of, then it's a good trade because then Cam can easily get you points because he runs so much and gets those rushing touchdowns. But if Cam keeps floundering or even gets benched in that New England offense, like there's a fire sale happening for the Patriots, and let's say they go with Stidham to see what he's worth because they're giving up on the season, that's where you kind of run into. And given uh, the luck that Chubb has had so far this season, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I think for me, my kind of, you know, rule I'll live by or when I'm offering trades is I want to get an upgrade somewhere and the person I'm trading with is probably going to want an upgrade somewhere. I think both teams do that in this trade. I don't know if it was that hard in Curtis's case. No offense, Curtis, but uh, he upgraded some spots. And then I had some talks break down um, between Flacco and myself. Wouldn't say they broke down so much as they never really took off. Uh, Mike referenced we made a trade a couple years ago. Julio Jones for Matt Ryan. It was a great deal that benefited both of us at the time. Um, yeah, he, I remember that. Yeah, so he suggested we could make a deal like that. Um, we had a couple of interesting talks uh, surrounding Zeke, I'll say. He floated around some interesting ideas, but the depth on my running backs would have really taken a hit or lack of. Um, so nothing really materialized there. But speaking of running backs, I've heard you had some fun with uh, Mark Ingram this week, Hallwell. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm declaring it the Mark Ingram saga uh, as I reached out to different teams, had um, conversations with, with five people. Uh, uh, I'm just going to do a shotgun approach here uh, of who I spoke with Um some people need to be praised some people this won't matter but and some people need to be shamed uh but there's one person individual who if i could give uh, a medal like an olympic medal for negotiating a trade deal uh he would get the gold uh it was incredible the move that he pulled on me um and i actually gained gained quite a bit of respect for him um but i'll get into it so uh the five teams that i spoke to Jay and and our guest here, Andre. Oh fuck! Yep, it's okay. No need to swear. Uh, both get passing grades for their uh, their discussions with me. Um, I asked Jay about Corey Davis for uh, for Mark Ingram. He said that seemed that seemed fair value, but it wasn't really what he needed for his team. You guy, I, I respect that answer. So we we walked away from it. Uh, Andre and I had discussions about uh, Mark Ingram for. Uh, for T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> he laughs now, but um, I, I thought it was, I thought it was fair. I thought there was something that we could have get, we could have got going on that. Um, but I totally, both those guys, A-OK in my books, that, that was like totally fine the way they, they negotiated. Uh, Gertie, you and I had a conversation about Mark Ingram, which evolved into a larger conversation about um, pieces getting moved. I think the line we used was um it was too the p the small pieces were too small and so the only pieces that were interesting were big but they from my end they were too big um you clearly wanted more than mark ingram and what you wanted was not for sale so i won't say any more anything more than that um but that's where it was uh flaccaroni um it's interesting Token or uh, Mike, how you had uh, positive talks with him because I I rarely get a fair deal with uh, my brother, but um, I inquired about Mark Ingram for Julian Edelman, 
Um, and he immediately countered with uh, Chase Edmonds for uh, Julian Edelman. Chase Edmonds uh, on by this week, but when he comes back, we'll have the starting role uh, because Kenyon Drake is injured for the next few weeks. Um, and so that counter just exposed Mike's fear and desperation in the league right now. Um, I think he's a wounded animal. I think he knows it. I think he won't say it. And so it's. Uh, I'll tell everybody, everybody else in the league, that it's open hunting season on on flaccaroni and cheese. So uh, get your wow. uh, get your pound of flesh, if you will. Wow. Um, the the o- Olympic gold medal in negotiating goes to Neville. Um, he has been proving himself on in the league, uh, but I I approached uh, my division rival and division leader uh, for Mark Ingram for Cole Beasley. Um, I think these are both players that were in the the realm of equal value, depending upon what the other person's perspective was. But I don't think it's I think I think the theme that you're seeing in all all the trades that I've offered is that they're. I'm not looking for like the game breaking wide receiver. I'm just in a pinch this week with wide receivers. I don't, I, I, I just barely had enough to, to sort of make a full lineup. So I just needed somebody to come in to who could catch the ball reasonably well. Neville immediately shut down the Mark Ingram for Cole Beasley. He was like, the only way I'm making this trade with you um, is if you give me um, Alexander Madison, who's his star running backs handcuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I looked I, like I, I I looked at the conversation and you know, we were just doing it by text and I was just like, shit, I hate, I hate this is what he asked for. Um, but I totally respect it. Um, I said, no, I was like, there's no way I can give you your handcuff for that cheap. Um, but it was a truly defiant move on his part and, and, um, a force to be reckoned with in the negotiating table. So props to him for that. I was, I was blown away at that ruthlessness. I'm confused why he didn't take your offer though. I think, and I think it comes down to how he's trying to stack or line up his team running backs versus wide receivers. But I personally think I take Ingram for Beasley. Not that I'm high on Ingram, but I just, there's more potential value there for me especially considering Beasley isn't even in his lineup. I agree. Yeah, I think I I think it's a it's a fair move too. Um I don't think I'm like out of line in offering it, but he he just the manner in which he rejected the offer was so smug. It, it, certainly. And, and that's and that's an element of Neville that we're all going to have to contend with moving forward. So there's a smug. I mean, look, he's, he's coming from a position of power right now uh, and he's just flexing. That's all it is. He is. He's certainly flexing. I it, it was just it was he did it. He did it with an authority that I ha- I've rarely seen from him. Uh, and, and honestly, I'll admit this on the podcast. I was a little bit aroused by it. So the Calgary has changed you. Sorry, I just saw it. You guys are both in this league and not relevant to this league, but I don't know if you saw that trade that just happened in 390 Homestead, so that's the farm league. Antonio Brown for James uh-huh. Conner. Wow, that is a the horrible trade. Door. Oh my gosh. If anybody does that in this league, they're out. Curtis, looking at you. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Speaking of uh, terrible, our mystery source is back. 
And he's oh. here with some more terrible takes. But before I get into those, <laughs> I'm going to regale you with his next riddle. Okay. A riddle. <laughs> Andre, it's just a riddle. You don't need to swear. Unusually, your first guess was Neville, thinking he could riddle at this level. Even sillier was guessing the Swede, who I'm not sure is able to read. Amongst the possible suspects, my identity is not so complex. Each morning I spend lots of time with my comb, even though I'm the little piggy who stayed home. There you have it. Inc impeccable work once again. Yeah, this source. A gift with words. One with the words. Oh, I got the string almost straight, guys. That's good. Yeah, it's it's almost as confusing as if, like, when he thinks, it's like he makes you want to think he's somebody else mm -hmm. when you know it's him. I mean, that could be referenced into an individual's team name, for example, but it's it's fascinating. It is very fascinating. <laughs> so hey, Andre, says... that wasn't that fucking funny. The joke wasn't that funny, Andre. It was it was a, it was a, a mediocre joke, and even I can admit that it was my own joke. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh um with one of the top trending teams in the league mike hallwell has been rumored to be tentatively looking for running back help your unobjective source demands no one trade with him as his team is too good wow your unobjective source that throws who's, a wrench into who i think who's it is. in his division it's hmm. jay it's the chub machine and Oh wait! No, no Chub, Chubb's dirty. Oh, oh yeah. We there's a strong contender for who the source is now. <laughs> um, the source would like to uh, throw some stats at you again. Trying to vie for the stats guy job. Jimmy's not going anywhere. Source. Um, Danish trades away Vernon Davis, Deshaun Jackson, and Mikel Lashour to Neville for Calvin Johnson. Neville will go on to get 47 points from his players, and Danish will get 140. Ugh. Ugh. Little, little history. Um, Hallwell's so angry about not being able to trade with people on this side of the country that he moved to Alberta. It makes sense. As we all know, the other league member on that side of the country is famous for making really good trades. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That's amazing. Speaking of Curtis, I'm glad he didn't leave us to decipher that one. I wouldn't have figured it out. Um, he remains active in <laughs> trades. Even after pulling off a deal with Nolan, Curtis clearly got jealous when he heard about Micah's 12-point week and is pulling off genius <laughs> trades in an effort to beat that record. <laughs> Oh, wow. oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, Curtis is getting roasted. Seriously. <laughs> After keeping very busy pursuing trades, Nolan takes advantage of this year's weakling. Oh, Jesus. Curtis is really getting laid on. <laughs> yeah. It's like watching the lion the in the Wizard Oz bully the scarecrow. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um i feel like i feel like the source was potentially involved in a uh a last minute offer for rogers 
and then to have it slip through his fingers into uh, the Dak Knight's hands Ooh. is just Soros. If you could address that, that on the next uh, next week, we'd like to hear your follow up. No, 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 please. I uh, I only have um, uh, respect and, and reverence for the power that is the mysterious source, um, Mister Anonymous. I mean, you know, no harm with that uh, that thought. Um, I'm clearly just speculating. I know nothing. You are all powerful. <laughs> all right. So any uh, any comments on any of that? Uh, I will say he's spot on with the Mike Hallball looking for running back help, in my experience. Yeah. No, I think uh, the source is at it again. Um, dropping, dropping knowledge bombs and keeping himself mysterious. I, I hope that, you know, by the end of this, we uh, we figure out who he is. Well, you gotta read through all the riddles. Maybe I'll I'll post all the riddles together, um, Ooh. so you can kind of comb through them. Oh fuck! I feel yeah. like we're all wait, gonna have like wait, wait, Andre. Why? Oh fuck! You're you're clearly not the source. Okay, you're clearly not the source. <laughs> we did say the source was not Andre. So, uh... <laughs> but that's all I've got with you on got for you on rumors on the street. Pat, I'll send it back to you. How's the weather looking in Alberta? Oh, sorry, that's the newscast. Um, Pat, over to you. <laughs> that's great. Uh, I think one of our better jokes we've done here on the po- the podcast, <laughs> for sure. A nice little weather talk. Um, we're going to move into our uh, our, pr- our previews and profiles of the, uh, the games of the week. Um, we have uh, an updated... Uh, Standings, I, I think all of you know that we sort of make our predictions. Uh, what some of you may not know, though, is that we actually keep a record, um, or at least we try to, um, with how accurate and we've been throughout the season. So our standings are, uh, we keep track of myself, we keep track of Gertie, we keep track of uh, Mike. We also keep track collectively of all the 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 picks that the guests have done. So our standings are as follows. Uh, I am in first with a 21 and 15 record. Um, Gertie is in second with a 20 and 16 record. Mike is in third place with an 18 and 18 record. And our guest is in last with one pick or with a 17 and 19 record. So one pick behind uh, Pelt. So overall, like, in one week, um, if guest goes on a, a tear and is six and zero, oh, um, they get they they could easily be in first place. So this is like a very tight matchup so far. Uh, it's been good work, good work by everybody. Um, so the high, the the matchup of the week that I've decided to focus on, uh, which is our next segment, um, I'm dubbing it the double reverse psychology. Andre, you texted me earlier this week and I died laughing. I'm trying to reverse touchdown Gertie. <laughs> he literally <laughs> forgot what it was called. <laughs> he, I will admit he did try to out with the, the master and he failed at oh, oh my god. Was, I, I waited him out so long he sent me a tweet from Shopify. Anyway, sorry. It, it is No 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 that's fine. It's it's disappointing how Little he cares about the league. Mm-hmm. Seriously, can't even remember like the one consistent joke we've made. So the double rever- reverse psychology: uh, two players go into this matchup. We need one winner. Uh, if you ask 
each of these players who will win, they will say their opponent, and we have to decide as a podcast who will. It's Beats by DeAndre versus these. And when I look closer into the matchup, um, Andre, your team has the advantage at quarterback by playing Mahomes and Stafford this week versus these who's playing Rivers and Danucci. Um, the wide receivers, from my perspective, uh, go in favor of these, where he has Robinson, Keenan Allen, and uh, Zach Paschal. Uh, versus Darius Slayton, T.Y. Hilton, and Rashad Higgins. So I think you've got a, a clear uh, clear advantage there, Gertie. The running backs are truthfully a hot mess all in all. But Mike Davis and Miles Sanders for these gets the advantage over uh, Ronald Jones, Philip Lindsay, and DeAndre Swift. Because uh, you're also playing David Montgomery, but I don't. I don't think his um, his value is very high anymore. He struggled mightily on that, that Monday nighter. So, um, yeah, I, I running backs, you get the advantage again, Gertie. Uh, Andre, you get the George Kittle bump at tight end. That's a clear win over Evan Ingram. Um, but, Gertie, you, get the, uh, you have the Tampa Bay defense that you snagged this week that you mentioned earlier. So I just want to double-check our record, but I – after marching through it, uh, will change my answer to these. I think, Gertie, you've got it wow. this week. Reverse psychology, that. Hmm. Do, you, do you want me to regale you with Andre's attempt to reverse psychology me? Should I read the conversation? It's quite brief. Would Andre read it on the podcast right, right now? Oh, fuck. How do I do it? Okay. It doesn't well, based seem on like that reaction, he doesn't seem like yeah, he wants I, me to read it, but I guess I will. Well, so, you go ahead, Gertie. You go ahead and read. All right. He messages me, you are projected to beat me. I respond, you are projected to beat me. He said, now, yeah. I said, my only hope is Sanders is healthy and Danucci starts, and then I can have a QB in the flex, but we'll see. He goes, I honestly don't know how. I am projected to beat you. Your team is so dope. And then it's when I realized that. I said, oh, don't you start. Nice try, in capitals. <laughs> okay, it's a weird time to laugh. It's a very weird time to laugh. Um, he then goes to only Diff is the QB flex, but don't worry, both my QBs have been shit, and so is the rest of my team. So this is way so just for education. This is way too hard on the reverse psychology because you have Patrick Mahomes against the fucking Jets. You you, you can be Ben Denucci and start against the Jets and do well. To, so I obviously responded with all my wisdom saying, I am going to lose. Also, Robinson is in concussion protocol, so he probably won't play. He goes, oh, oh God. that would be great. I said, for you, not for me. He said, yeah, I agree. I said, don't like that. He goes, that's okay. Let me have a win. I said, well, you're going to get it. He said, am I? Don't think so. Shrug emoji. I said, feels like it. He goes, wow, that would be nice. Can you bench some people? Make it happen? Question mark. I said, no need. It seems predestined. So I will just allow fate to occur. He goes, hmm, you could help me out, though, just to make sure. I said, nah, I'd rather let you win the way you are going to. Fairly. And he goes, don't know if I like that, but I guess you do you. This is painful. 
in many ways. I'm the one that had to have the conversation. Yeah. And Andre just laughs. I love it. Uh, We're going to move on to our next matchup. Uh, Token versus Russian Chub Machine. Still calling it that that name. (laughs) Um, Gertie. Yes. Our records, uh, our, uh, our, our picks have it three to one over uh or for token winning over chubb uh walk us through why uh why Pe- mike over here is going to get the win uh, i think that mike has the more reliable quarterbacks right now and i think that will help i think as well um some of his wide receivers are slated fairly low in terms of projections with uh preston williams only at six um, and he also has Zeke in his flex spot, which you must think that with Danucci starting, they're just going to pound the ball with Zeke. Um, and he has Le'Veon in the revenge game against the Jets, which you know he's going to go off on. So because of that, uh, I think Token's going to win. The one thing I will say is, and I know that Mike has had a bad feeling about this one, but if there's a week that the From Machine Chub <laughs> Machine Chub is going to win. It might be this week. Leonard Fournette outsnapped Ronald Jones last time. Um, Chase Claypool is going to be playing as number, wide receiver number three against Baltimore, so he might get to be the lone person. And Jarek McKinnon could go off. So it should be an interesting matchup, but I think Token ultimately wins. Um, our next matchup is uh, is myself, Pat Knightman, versus uh, the Dak Knights. Uh, Mike, you are with myself uh in saying that i will win the matchup but it's it's a split decision this week so make make the case as to why i'm gonna i'm gonna win it um over uh, dkr this week pretty simple for me um nolan doesn't have anyone in the flex so how am i supposed to evaluate that um so that's a pretty big hole for me unless there's some kind of strategy there i mean chase claypool got minus two on curtis's roster last week so i mean Maybe he's scared of something like that happening. I don't know. But when I first looked at it, I was rolling through the list and I was like, hey, Nolan's looking pretty good. I don't like Scotty Miller or Michael Gallup in there for you, Hallwell. But then I got to that hole and Nolan doesn't even have a lineup. So if you can't even fill in a lineup for us to do this podcast to make a prediction, you're not going to get my vote. Simple as that. I like it. And that's fair. Fair analysis. I think, I think the takeaway is that Nolan just needs to show the rest of the league that he wants to be there's certainly um just his behavior maybe is in question i i I appreciate that thank you i do care about the league if that's what we're taking away from i think we are and we appreciate that you care about the league that's why you're on the podcast thanks guys i appreciate that our next matchup is flaccaroni versus andre's team not yours andre the string is important people not exactly sure why uh it is uh suds's team so uh my brother versus suds i will pass it to you andre to do the analysis because you were the only one that took flaccaroni to be andre's team this week uh why do you think that how do i do it jesus christ can't freeze you can't freeze when i throw it to you this is why we brought you on the podcast you have been absolutely useless i don't know if we'll have you back mind saying that to your face 
I honestly, I don't think we should. I feel like I'm. It, this has just been. It, it's not even like we take time out of our days to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, giving some time, spending time with my wife right now. I haven't even ate dinner. I'm starving, and this guy just makes a mockery of it. Like now, I go left. Yeah. <sighs> I am I'm no longer throwing it to him the rest of the the rest of the podcast. You may leave Andre. I'm I'm done with you. Please don't kill me. Yeah, okay. Well, I none of us are prepared to do this, so uh we think Andre's team's gonna win over Flaccaroni, and that's a real shame uh that nobody was there to stick up for Flaccaroni. So yep. uh, we'll move on to the next matchup. Uh cooking uh cooking in the woods versus lifeless fish. It's a it's a massive massive over uh, projection for cooking in the woods over lifeless fish. Gertie, is there anything really to break down here as to why cooking in the woods has this? I, I feel like uh, cooking can start like Matt Schwab as the only player on his roster <laughs> and still find a way to win that matchup. Like it, it, his team has just been such a horseshoe. And honestly, I'm a little bit concerned for the league going into next year, that people are going to try to purposefully electrocute themselves, thinking that's what makes you a winner. <laughs> oh, I tried it earlier tonight. So we'll see if uh, I go on a streak here. <laughs> we'll check it out. We'll check it out. Um, yeah, great, great stuff. Uh, our last matchup is Herple versus Mike Kant. Uh, Mike, yeah, three out of the four uh, panelists took uh, took Mike Kant, uh, yourself included. Why, why does my can't have the edge? You know what? I can't go back on what I said earlier because I didn't realize this when I made my pick. But Jay doesn't have a fucking defense in either. So I'm going to have to switch my pick to Herple here because Jay doesn't have a full lineup. So rules are <laughs> rules. Uh, Jay, fill out your fucking roster so we can make a decision on this podcast, okay? So uh, that's my Nolan, Nolan and Yeah, Nolan and Jay, you guys are on notice. I don't know if you guys care about the league. That's what yeah. we're saying. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You Ryan's assistant has his team ready to go. Ryan's assistant Honestly, cares more about this league than than Ryan, uh, Nolan or Jay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of crazy to me um, now that I think about it. But I I'm reading the lyrics right now to Grease Lightning, <laughs> and it feels it's like very similar to Neville's team, like. A fuel injection was, cut off what? and chrome plated rods. Oh yeah, that to me like seems like the precursor to him electrocuting himself. I'll get the money. I'll kill to get the money. <laughs> Clearly aiming to win this fantasy league with a four speed on the floor. I'll be waiting at the door. Once again, arriving at Mike's. There is roughly four other people there at sure. the door. This is this sure. is very getting a little bit strange. You know that ain't shit. We'll be getting lots of tit. Grease lightning. Uh, I don't know what that really references. Um, ne- Neville's married. Neville's married with child. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know what that piece references. Maybe like he was aiming for a certain player, much like Eek last week. Maybe like he was aiming for players that ended in it. Um, Maybe. But we'll, we'll have to see. Um, and then it just goes go, 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 which has been his team this season. Go grease lightning, you're burning up the quarter mile. And this is where, to me, it feels like the Neville's team and the song kind of wraps it up and I'll end it there. Because we know Neville's team always burns up the quarter mile. 
but it's the three quarters that remain always that he stumbles always so i just i don't know why that popped into my head but um i feel like it's you know it's accurate it's incredible it's it's absolutely um i didn't realize this but but what you're speaking to what you're speaking about is the prophecy of grease lightning and it's coming yes. true we're witnessing it that's incredible oh i got the string almost straight guys but... like that's about neville stop trying to make it about you once again let's boot him out we don't need him here anymore oh. i'm done oh. he's not saying anything else on our goddamn oh, God. podcast Seriously. fuck this guy and that's it. That's it for the matchups this week. Um, typically, we would throw it to the uh, the pin carrier section of the uh, of the podcast, well, but unfortunately, what's that noise? Um, I, I think we have one oh. question that came in, guys. But I, that 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 pigeon noise oh. just came ringing. This is from okay. the the anonymous. Whoa! whoa, whoa. The uh, pigeon person. the pigeon showed up in Toronto. The pigeon came to Toronto. It finally got out of um, Pat's room. Uh, that it was locked in last time for making all the noise. Um, it yeah. said, thank you very much, and can you fluff my top hat? Um, it, apparently, it, uh, it that's was a very in that room. Very inefficient flight of travel. He was to Kempville, then went to Calgary, then back to Toronto for this week. So, pigeons running some you know miles. The, the, the pigeon feels as though it has a couple, you know, it wants to work out, and um, it felt like its wings were not strong enough, and Wanted to get a little workout. Um, when but I once was, people when heard... I was speaking to the pigeon, yes. Sorry, when I was speaking to the pigeon last week, when he was in my room, uh, he spoke about how he has two families that don't know each other exist, uh, wow. and so he had to divide his time between um, Ontario and Alberta. Uh, that makes sense. You can understand what you have to. You, you'd understand with a bird having two families. Potentially, that's not like the coolest move to. Um, be doing that but the further away they are the be- the better so birds am i right um but once uh once viewers heard who our guest was um they did and i'm seeing this on the dock right now they did fill in a question i think this was added um once we posted uh in the group saying does anyone have any questions so sorry for the the late uh response on this one um the question that was asked is is there a worse commissioner in fantasy football history than the one that 390 has? Oh, fuck. See, Andre, My that opinion? makes sense. That, oh, fuck, that makes sense right there because you knew what was coming. Mm. Thank you for actually convi- mm. like having one word, two words that actually made sense on this entire podcast. Thank you. The context, the context was perfect there. You said the right thing at that right moment, and yes, your uh, your swearing uh, is appropriate because um, the answer to the question is uh, no. I don't think there is a worse commissioner. Uh, this is a man who forgot an IR spot. This is a man who um, has let his league run out of control, um, and uh, I deny it. Deny it. I don't think. I don't think uh, this is a man who who, in the opposite way that Neville has the authority to negotiate a trade. I don't know if Andre has the authority to uh, commission this league. The string is important, people. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think this podcast is an example um, of, of just all we've witnessed. And I'm glad this question was perfectly timed because coming up 
here and making a mockery of what we do. And, you know, we can maybe look past some of the issues in the league, um, which is still very hard to do with the IR spot mishap, the no extra spots for COVID. Um, but to, to de... To do what you just did to this podcast, to defile this podcast the way you have, is just... It's, it's, this is hard. It's hard. I'm getting a little emotional, you know, heart, blood, sweat, mm-hmm. and tears. Jimmy, Jimmy spends days laboring over editing this podcast. Intern Jimmy doesn't get paid for this. Nope. Intern Jimmy can't even afford to go to Wendy's because he spends all of his time trying to edit this podcast. So you want to talk about two families that don't know each other exist. That's Jimmy's life right now. And he's working a job Jimmy's that life. doesn't even pay him. And he's supporting two <laughs> families, just like a pigeon carrier. But Jimmy's, Jimmy's, it's kind of his fault that he's kind of a bit of a He's got two families, so. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to get into why Jimmy has two families. Um, That's not my place to judge. But at the same point, what this is, is Andre is disrespecting everybody attached to this medium. And that includes Jimmy and his two families. And that's fucked. And I won't accept it. You're right. You're right. You're right. I missed the larger point there. (laughs) I think think this is... We need Probably to the worst this. podcast we've ever I'm, done. I'm yeah, I'm just upset. easily our worst. Yeah, I can't even. Yeah, I got no words. So I'm just. Emotional. Yeah, I'm just disappointed. I'm yeah. emotional. Yeah, I mean, I hope you guys find a way. You know, hope you find a way to enjoy this somehow without, uh, you know, the guest ruining it for you. And we 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 promise that we won't let this happen again, guys. You know, we try to bring you great content. We we bring our guests on. As you all know, we do a big debrief. Prior to the podcast starting, we do mic checks, um, and uh, it's just disrespectful what we've just witnessed yeah. there. Andre, do you have it, any uh, last uh, words? Any last words to maybe try to make up for what you've done today? He laughs. I'm fucking he done laughed. with him. I'm fucking <laughs> done with him. <laughs> fuck, this, <laughs> fuck this guy. Yeah. Fuck right, this thanks guy. for the podcast. Uh, for everybody who ca- for everybody who cares about this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're going to have a big conversation about whether or not we're on next week. Um, this has been uh, an utter disaster uh, having this fool of a guest on. Um, and so uh, mark my words that heads will roll on this. Unfortunately, Jimmy may not be able to support his two families yeah. anymore. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But I am. I, I want I want the listeners to know that I am furious right now. Um so with that, uh, I'll toss it to uh, Gertie and Mike. Do you guys have anything you want to say before we uh, we wrap up? Just, uh, I'm, I'm sorry you had to sit through that. Yeah. Yep. Um, with just that. Let, just want to let our listeners know, never give up on the things that make you smile. So trying to bring a little brightness to your day after this dark podcast. That's a really, that's a really <laughs> nice thing to say there, That's Mike. uplifting. Thank you. <laughs> so with that, I think I'll say uh, see you later, champs. See you, champs. See you, champs. And Andre. Okay. Woohoo! Right, now we're done. <laughs>